0: Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. I'm so excited to be on day two of Podmas. I am really encouraged and very hopeful that we are going to upload a podcast a day until December 31st. So help me, Bob, okay? So I'm really looking forward to continuing to support you and cultivate confidence, build your self-discipline and self-love muscles so that you can go into 2021, you know, feeling more like yourself with the hope that you will be able to outline and envision your life amplified and you're able to see a clear path to get there. So I'm really Excited to talk today specifically about attachment because it's Wednesday. That's what we do on Wednesdays. We talk about attachment. Now I want to go back if you haven't listened to the the previous attachment episodes, uh, make sure to scroll back and find them because they are a wealth of information. They provide a foundation for our Wednesday chats. So When we talked about attachment before, we had discussed how each attachment style kind of generally sees the world, okay? Walks through the world and how they experience it. I want to review that because that's going to be the basis of our conversation as far as attachment style affecting us during the holidays. So for someone who is securely attached, right? They would say something along the lines of being close is easy, so to someone with a secure attachment, they feel like they are able, <clears throat> excuse me, to be a- to connect with others and feel connected with by others pretty easily. Someone who is dealing with anxious preoccupied attachment might say something like, I want to be emotionally intimate with people, but they don't want to be with me. Okay, someone with dismissive avoidant would say, I'd rather not depend on others or have others depend on me. All right, which is the opposite of the anxious attachment style. And then someone who's fearful avoidant might say something like, I want to be close, but what if I get hurt? So understanding, you know, generally what these attachment styles are Hold as their lens essentially helps us to prepare a context to understand how we handle the holidays. So, for some people during the holidays, they're triggered, and for others, they really enjoy and love the holidays, all the closeness, right? The lovey dovey feelings. I bet you could guess who is who, where everyone falls. <laughs> so, for some people, depending on your attachment style, right? For someone who is secure during the holidays, for them, It could go either way. They're cool with getting presents, or they're cool with not getting presents. Decorating, yeah, we could. If we don't decorate, the world won't end. Okay, this person is secure, so they feel that regardless of what happens or what comes up, that it can be handled and managed okay. Now, for someone who might be dealing with anxious, preoccupied attachment style, right? This person, because they have a tendency to look to the future, do a lot of planning and prepping or a lot of catastrophizing and (laughs) whatever that looks like, I was going to say doomsday prepping, but you know catastrophizing and coming up with how things could potentially go wrong that someone with anxious preoccupied attachment might come across as you know overly prepared asking a lot of questions about details of things because they want to feel connected they're going to be pushing for that connection whether it's spending time together you know doing things a specific way because then they have this vision and expectation in the mind and for it to not go that way would be upsetting, right, would be triggering, because to not be connecting during a time where the world says, this is national connection time, right, means it's a problem, there's a threat, and then it triggers one of the the four main um, fears, and then it turns into the stimulus response situation where they fight, flight, or freeze. So For someone who is anxiously attached during the holidays, if that is you, then take time to slow down, really allow yourself to find some level of stability within knowing, you know, hopefully, right, if you have good relationships around you, that your relationships are solid and that things are okay if they don't end up going exactly as you plan, right? If you wanted to do, you know, a holiday exactly this way with people coming at this time with this meal and all of that if it doesn't happen that way it is okay slow down try to embrace and enjoy the moment that you're in and then you know also figure out what obstacles you can get around so the thing is we have to visit the future so that we can envision the best way that things could potentially go but then come back to the moment and allow ourselves to be flexible in knowing that that could possibly change because that's life okay if you are with someone that is anxiously attached during the holidays or you know you have a family member friend uh, that has an anxious preoccupied attachment style keep this in mind so that you can practice patience and compassion with them during the times where maybe they seem stressed, maybe they're pushing for things to be a certain way, and just have that level of uh, understanding of where that might be coming from, and then maybe even asking if you want to see, you know, if you can have a conversation that creates some leeway and uh, some, some compromise, okay? For someone who is dismissive, avoidant, okay? Dismissive avoidant, right? They say, I'd rather not depend on others or have others depend on me. So this person is like, you know what? I don't need to decorate. I don't need to talk to nobody. I don't want to go to any parties. I just, because it's, there's too much pressure, right? It comes down to pressure and feeling like there is a, a potential to fall from grace or to be judged or rejected or to be abandoned or not be enough, right? So it can make Just because someone has dismissive attachment style does not mean they don't experience anxiety. All of the attachment styles can experience stress about things going wrong in the future. So I would actually argue that all of the attachment styles, except for secure, deal with some level of anxiety, but it's how they manage it that is the difference. So someone with dismissive avoidant attachment style, right, is going to be nervous about things going wrong. They don't want anyone to depend on them and they don't want to depend on anyone else because they're using the past to predict the future. So if things have gone wrong before, Christmas in the past has sucked, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever other things happen during this holiday time, right? In the past, somehow got messed up. And because of that, we don't want those things to happen again or you've been the person to overextend yourself and show up and show out and and be the strong person or buy all the gifts and you just didn't feel like it was reciprocated so then you cut off you say you know what not doing that anymore i don't need anybody and nobody needs me i don't want anybody to need me so again like slowing down is the common theme through all of this to be able to know yourself and understand what it is you want or need so that you're able to visit the past visit the future, and come back to the present. If we're visiting the past and we're saying, well, this thing has happened before and I don't want it to happen again, you know, how can we plan and prepare so that we can do whatever's within our power to influence? And then in the moment, say, okay, what do I need to do now? Not based on fear of what's happened in the past that we don't want to happen in the future. But in this moment, what can I do? What are my options? So for someone who's dismissive, they might seem distant during the holiday season because of that fear of whatever. Uh, They might seem cold, okay, as far as connecting and um, things that, that require commitment and involvement. So you might invite them somewhere or you might, you know, try to do a Zoom, Facebook chat or whatever, and they might be like, yeah, I don't know. I'll see if I can make it, right? And as an anxious person, that's an automatic trigger, so there's that. But please, as a person that's involved with someone who's dismissive, um, dismissive avoidant, right, they try to avoid things, that you practice the the patience and compassion to understand that that's their attachment style working within them It doesn't mean that they hate you um, it just means that they are managing themselves in the way that they know how And we're all growing and evolving you know to the best of our ability so for someone who's fearful avoidant right they say something like I want to be close but what if I get hurt again a desire for something that they want in the present and future, but feel like there's a roadblock because of things that they have dealt with before, or right perceive that will come up in the future. So this person, just like all the other attachment styles except secure, has this level of stress or pressure that gets to being so much that it's a cutoff. They cut off the the stimulus right by being avoidant. That is a coping skill. That is a defense mechanism. I didn't say it was productive. I didn't say it was helpful. I didn't say it helped us get anywhere. But that's what is happening is that they're coping with what's coming up, the triggers they experience in the best way they possibly know how. This is not to make excuses for people's behavior. This is not to say that we should overextend ourselves or allow ourselves to accept treatment that is not in alignment with our best good at a given time. It is just information to provide context as to how our interactions play out the way that they do and how we can allow ourselves to grow and evolve to not be affected as deeply by other people, uh, knowing that the complexity of our experiences really oftentimes leads us back to ourselves. So we have to do our best to practice self-observation and self-awareness. You're probably going to hear me say this every single day for the next 30 days. I'll get used to it so that we can know ourselves better and be able to show up as authentically as possible. So we want to understand what our primary fears are so that we can understand what our our needs are and how to get them met, how to clarify our message to our loved ones, our coworkers, our bosses, and those around us so that we can get our needs met. So if I'm a person who wants closeness and connection, then how can I clarify that message for it to sound like that? So it's not conflict intimacy where we're like, oh, so you just don't want to hang out with me these holidays. Or, you know, for someone who is avoidant that it doesn't sound so that it doesn't sound like, you know, I you, you just are asking a lot. You're asking too much of me. This is too much. Where we can say instead, I value our relationship and I'd like to spend time with you in this way. What do you think? Where are you at? What would you feel comfortable with? Or for the avoidant person, right? I need some space or I'm thinking about it. I would like to play things by ear if that's okay. You know, how are you feeling about that? Where are you at? Right? And same message, different delivery. How can we clarify our messages during the holidays so that we can avoid landmines within ourselves and with others. So hopefully that helps to provide some context on how to manage the holidays through the lens of attachment styles. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I seriously love chatting in the DMs on Instagram. Like it's my new favorite thing. So hit me up, let me know what episodes you're on, if you're enjoying the gems. If you haven't left a review for the podcast, please do so. We are coming up on one year. Tomorrow is one year that the podcast has been out phenomenal okay we're almost at seventy thousand downloads so please make sure to share this episode with a friend or a family member post it on your social media leave a review do all the things if you love the non-kidding you don't have to do actually anything i appreciate you no matter what okay i'm gonna go now because obviously i'm getting crazy and i will talk to you next time gems if you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.